Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornet fans? Thank you for tuning in to the Believe in Hornets podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Darian Thomas, and I know it's been a long time since I've talked to you guys, but there has nothing, you know, quite been going on with the Charlotte Hornets. I've just been enjoying the playoffs. You know, I actually kind of like seeing the heat, kind of being the underdogs and making it to the conference finals, but... This is the Charlotte Hornets podcast, and we're here to talk about the Charlotte Hornets, and we got some things to talk about today. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into the topics. The first topic being, do you think the Charlotte Hornets should hire Monty Williams? Monty Williams was recently fired uh, by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, The Phoenix Suns lost two games to four to the Denver Nuggets, who probably is the most complete team in the NBA playoffs this year. But, yep, they lost two games to four. They were missing Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton did miss game six. But I think that it was still thought that the Suns would beat the Denver Nuggets. And while that did not happen, I am still surprised to see Monty Williams fired. Now, I know the easy case could be, you know, this team was the more favorable team both times, and both times this team was embarrassed. And by both times, I mean last year when you're looking at the game, you know, the series against the Dallas Mavericks, or this year when you're looking at, obviously, you know, the game they lost in a semi uh, finals or conference semis, whatever, uh, to the Denver Nuggets. But before that, and outside of that, I truly do not see why Monty Williams was fired. So basically, I'm just going to give you a rundown of Monty Williams in his time in Phoenix. So in Phoenix, he got there at 2019, 2020. He came from Philly. He was like an assistant coach there. Um but yeah, in 2019, 2020, the bubble year, his very first year in Phoenix, he was 34 and 39. And don't forget that team ended up going to the bubble and I think going undefeated. They just still quite didn't make the playoffs. But that says something by itself for this team to only be five, what, five games under 500, but still going undefeated when people were like, they shouldn't have even been invited to the bubble. They were undefeated in the bubble. So. That's something you got to look at as far as how he was able to get those guys to come from a break after a pandemic, show up to the bubble and go undefeated. Cameron Johnson looked good. Mikael Bridges looked good. The young core was looking good. And of course, Devin Booker was looking good. You You move on to the next season where here they get Chris Paul. So after they acquire Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder, they run a three man weave of Chris Paul. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, as well as, you know, having Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. Uh, That team ends up going 51 and 21, but losing to the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals two games to four. So Monty Williams second season as the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, he took them to the NBA Finals where they lost to a Giannis who was playing completely out of his mind. 
So do you forgive Monty Williams for that? Or is that something you can't look past? For me, it's something I can look past. It, it That team, it was the first. We rarely see teams that are just put together. Granted, they only added one piece with that being uh, Chris Paul. But we rarely see teams when they're first assembled go that far unless it's just star, a star-studded cast. Well, in this case, it was not being a star-studded cast. I mean, it was just Chris Paul, you know, older Chris Paul, a Devin Booker who quite hasn't came into his own yet, but definitely a fantastic player. And DeAndre Ayton, you're not knowing what you have with him. And that team still went on to go to the NBA Finals. So I give them props for that. Of course, the players had a lot to do with it, but I'm giving Monty Williams for props as that as well. Um, for that as well. The 2021-2022, so this will be last season, the Phoenix Suns went 64 and 19, which I think was one of the best records in the NBA, if not the best record in the NBA. Uh, they did end up fall off. They did end up falling to the Dallas Mavericks in the comp. No, it wasn't in the comp. It was the semifinal, the conference semifinals. Uh, three games to four, where we all know in that uh, embarrassing game seven at home at that, the Dallas Mavericks blew out the Phoenix Suns. But once again, he you got it's hard to get 18. It's hard to make the finals in general. It's definitely hard to go back to back in final appearance, especially considering you, your most valuable player at this point, which uh, Devin Booker will probably be your most valuable player, but your, your true leader, Chris Paul is 37 at this time, 36 at this time. So it's, how far are you really going to be able to go? The fact that they did have the one of the best records in the regular season speaks volumes to me as far as Monte Williams being able to head coach. And also what you've got to think about is we're comparing Monte Williams and his coaching to the Charlotte Hornets. So if the Charlotte Hornets are, are 64-19, I think that we're building Monte Williams a statue. If that were to ever happen in Charlotte. So that's kind of what you got to think about. I know that it may not be impressive because you're saying they went 64 19 and then they lost in the conference semifinals to the Dallas Mavericks, you know, in seven games. But for Charlotte, that would be a dream come true if, if that could happen with us. So that's something you got to think about. But it is disappointing that they didn't come ready to play. I really wouldn't put that on my Monty Williams. However, they just, they, the team didn't come out to play in that, in that game seven. Uh, and then this year, the Phoenix Suns, they dealt with a lot of injuries. Devin Booker was in and out of the lineup. Uh, Chris Paul was in and out of the lineup. I think Kevin Durant only played eight games after they got him. So they gave up two of their best players outside of, and I we really could probably think about putting Mikel over DeAndre Ayton at this time. But, you know, they traded their third best player in this scenario and Cam Johnson, who's probably their fifth best player in the middle of the season to get Kevin Durant, who did only played eight games. So that their record suffered for that, and they were 45 and 37. They played the Los Angeles Clippers in the first round, and they did not look ready. That is something I'll put on Monty Williams. They did not look ready. I think that the Clippers really could have had a good chance of winning that series if Kawhi Leonard didn't get hurt and Paul George was able to come back towards the end of the series, which is something that was thought of that could happen, but Kawhi Leonard got injured too early and the Clippers really didn't stand a chance after that. But it it was tough. It it was tough considering that you would think the Suns would kind of blow the Clippers out of the water and they just didn't do that. Another thing you have to think about is 
this series against the Nuggets, I mean, they fought hard games three and four when they were back in Phoenix. But if you look at the point differential in the games that Phoenix won, they won by what, seven and five points. The games the Nuggets won, they won like by double digit points. So once again, this team did not look ready. I know they were missing Chris Paul. I know in game six, they were missing DeAndre Ayton. However, this team still did not look ready at times. Devin Booker, I think he was performing very well throughout these playoffs. However, it's just as a team, I don't think they were ready. Kevin Durant shot terribly. In it, and I think that was, that was his worst shooting. I believe, yeah, I believe that was his worst shooting playoff performance ever, playoff series ever. So, I while you know, you know, you don't expect Kevin Durant to shoot like that. I just think Monty Williams didn't have these guys ready, and so I could put that into the category of why he was fired. Now, I know I just kind of, you know, said why this guy was fired and then why would I want him on his team, but he can be a great, great pickup for the Charlotte Hornets. What I'm really looking at is a 2019-2020 season. I know that was the worst season as far as his record goes because, you know, he had uh, he made the playoffs three straight times after that. But the reason I'm looking at that season, because in 2019-2020, this, this Phoenix Sun team felt like they were a player away from just being into the playoffs and maybe, you know, competing to get out of the first round or something. It was to build, they were trying to build a culture, a winning culture in Phoenix after not winning for so long. And they got Monty Williams and they got Chris Paul and then they were on their way. The Charlotte Hornets can do the same thing in this scenario. The Charlotte Hornets are trying to build culture, which they don't have. I don't think Steve Clifford, even though if you don't think he should be fired, he's not going to have enough time to instill culture to where it matters, if that makes any sense, because it's not going to matter for him, because I don't think he's last to pass this year, no matter what happens, unless they make the playoffs, then some, you know, the conversation may change. With Monty Williams, you're trying to you can build a culture with him. He can be a coach that can watch your players grow. And that's what they were able to do in Phoenix. Charlotte has the chance to get Victor Wembanyama, and then they have the chance to possibly trade for a better player. I think if they get Monty Williams and Victor Wembanyama, I would expect them to try to make some kind of trade to make the team better overall. That's what you can expect. And that's exactly what the Phoenix Suns were doing. They felt like they were one player away. And like the Charlotte Hornets, the Phoenix Suns, I don't think they were looking to make the NBA Finals the next year. I think this was we just want to get out of the first round, maybe, or just ha- or just have hard fought game sevens and just build some type of playoff, just some type of grit to this team. The Charlotte Hornets want the same thing. We just want to make the playoffs. We're not asking to make the finals and losing two to uh, losing six to somebody in the West. We just want to make the playoffs. And Monty Williams proved he can at least do that. Steve Clifford hasn't. Steve Clifford has not been able to do that. Now, the team he did make the playoffs with with the Charlotte Hornets, impressive. Impressive because that team was not a playoff team. But he just it's just known that he does not get to the playoffs. Monty Williams does. I know that, you know, when the Suns were the favorites, they did not show up. They did not show up. Not at all. But that's okay. The, we're, we're the Hornets. We're trying to get to the point where someone could say we suck or we blew a lead or we blew a series or something like that. We want to get to that point. Monty Williams is moving. He can at least get you to that point and we can reassess after. 
But until then, we just need someone that can make the playoffs. We need someone that can relate to the young guys. We need someone to push this team over the hump. Monty Williams literally just did that for the Phoenix Suns. Literally just did that. So, I mean, and they just went through a sale of the team. Like, he's literally there. The Hornets are going literally through what the Phoenix Suns went through. I'm not saying the Hornets will sign, will hire Monty Williams and make the playoffs the next, or make the finals the next year. I'm not saying that, but I really could see the, if the Hornets sign Monty Williams this year, I could really see the next four years going very similar to what the Phoenix Suns went through. I could. So that's what I think. Let me know what you think uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment or so, of some kind or just even a review. You can put it in a review. Make sure you give us five stars. But you can put it in a review what you would do. Or you can actually follow me on Twitter at TrustBuzz, T-R-U-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z, and let me know what you think there because I love talking hoops. So just reach out to me on there or go to my YouTube channel. Trust the buzz on YouTube. I'm at 807 subscribers. So I'm 193 away from uh, being monetized. So yeah, help me out there. But yeah, just let me know what you think. Let me know if you think Monty Williams would be the right coach. I really personally don't think the Charlotte Hornets should fire Steve Clifford unless it's for someone like Monty Williams. I do feel like Steve Clifford was dealt a hand that he kind of low-key didn't sign up for because he assumed when he signed that Miles Bridges would be there, Miles Bridges was not there, and then the season didn't end up being anything that anybody thought it would. So he, I don't think he should be fired just to be replaced by a coach like him. If we're going to replace him, it needs to be a Monty Williams, a Nick Nurse, or someone like that. So once again, just let me know. Um, for our next topic, we are going to be talking about, really quickly, the Charlotte Hornets draft odds. Tomorrow is the draft lottery. Well, actually today, because that, that is when this podcast will be coming up. Uh, today, later today at 8 o'clock, the Charlotte Hornets will be in a draft lottery with our representative, Mark Williams. And we will be hoping to get the number one overall pick to get Victor Wimbanyama. I will be okay. I will be okay with anything in top four. After that, I have to highly consider trading the pick. Very interested to see what Charlotte Hornets do. I think that you could trade that pick and get some really quality guys in the lottery later in the lottery um, and get assets on top of that to eventually trade for somebody else. I really I really do believe that. I really like Jairus Walker at five. And part of me says even if it's top five, we keep it. But uh, I'm not too sold on that as far as him just being able to change the team like tremendously. Um, But yeah, anyway, we're going to talk about the Charlotte Hornets. Lottery odds real quick. So the Charlotte Hornets are right now have the fourth best odds to get a top to get the top pick Um, to get the top pick. They have 12.5 percent chance. So that's not bad considering Detroit, Houston and San Antonio have a 14 percent chance. Of course, they have a higher chance, but I'm saying that it's pretty close. Not that mad at it at all. We have pretty good odds considering we're the fourth. Um, we have a 12.2% chance to get the second overall pick. So with that, well, I probably would want to take Scoot Henderson. Um, I think that would be a good pick up there. At for, th- for third, 
uh, we have an 11.9% chance. So basically a 12% chance of getting the third overall pick. We're there. I would probably take a Min Thompson. Maybe I would take a Min Thompson, but I think the Charlotte Hornets would take Brandon Miller, which I'm not mad at. It's just Brandon Tom, Brandon Miller, rather. Uh, I still think he has a little ways to go. He is a top four prospect in this draft. I think Amin Thompson just might be better just because you can see how dominant he is when he's on the court. Granted, way different competition, but still. Um, the fourth best odds are we have a le- for a fourth, we have a 11.5% chance of staying at four. Um, and then we have a 7.2% chance at falling down to five. So that's good until you hear that we have 25.7% chance to fall to six. So if we fall to six, definitely trade that pick as quick as you can. Definitely, definitely, definitely trade that pick as quick as you can and just try to get someone that can actually help the team right away. I think that's what you do and maybe get a little bit of assets put on top of that. Um, for seventh, uh, we have a 16.8% chance of landing 7th and a 2.2% of landing 8th. So at least we won't be 8th, but I don't like anything 5 through 7 either. Uh, top 4 only. After that, think about trading it. Even at 4, think about trading it. So, because uh, if at 4, Brandon Miller's still there or gone, trade it. If he's still there, take it. If you're at 4... Yeah, and it's a Min Thompson. I think you still trade it. Even though I said I like a Min Thompson more than Brandon Miller, I do have to think about what the Charlotte's Hornet need more. And I think Brandon Miller is more so the need, even though I do can see I can see where a Min Thompson would be, you know, playing next to Lamelo in the backcourt. But yeah, that does it for this episode of the Believe in Hornets podcast. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to leave us five stars. Let me know what I could do better. Let me know if any segments you want me to uh, to come up with. I'm definitely probably going to do a live reaction to the uh, what's it called to the lottery uh, after tomorrow night. Well, tonight once again, I'll be releasing this you know Tuesday morning. But yeah, I'll definitely be doing a live reaction. Probably uploading it. Then I'm not waiting to the next day. So, yeah, definitely be on the lookout for that. And also, I mean, may the odds be in our favor. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.